we'd like to welcome you to our Emergency Health Alert Current Event and Bible Study for May 25th, 2020. And just go ahead and get right into it today here. The first report is COVID-19 destruction of America is not the end game. And Hosea 4. To those of you, and this is from Dave Hodges, to those of you that understand your biblical history, particularly in Genesis, this series will not surprise you, but instead will deepen your understanding on how Satan is trying to destroy humanity before the second coming. <clears throat> the biblically illiterate crowd understands the meaning of demons, fallen angels, and giants. To those of you that are biblically ignorant, these writings may seem quite insane. Remember, it says my people perish because lack of knowledge. Uh, it's actually destroyed, but <clears throat> let's just look at those verses a little bit more carefully. And that comes from Hosea 4. Hosea 4, 1. Let's start there. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Now, God would always have this controversy with any inhabitants of the land, not just the children of Israel, wherever this dynamic is going on. What is the dynamic? Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Now, I would say overall unfortunately that would fit the description of america the churches for the most part are asleep and lukewarm yoked up with the government with their 501c3 status they're, they're reading all kind of heretical bible versions new age bible versions the niv has 64,098 less words than the kjv um <clears throat> and overall there's just no knowledge of god in the land um and there's very little people seeking after truth and mercy second verse by swearing and lying now before i go any further the the verse um where it says by swearing and lying if you go to the hebrew translation it's translated four times as swear meaning i believe to, it says to take an oath before god and one time as curse so the primary definition of by swearing i believe here means more so than not to take an oath before god um yeah that's that's kind of what i'm i'm seeing here anyway i just wanted to clarify that because it, it can have a dual obviously a dual meaning there so by swearing and lying <clears throat> and killing and you know you look at the all the abortions that have occurred uh worldwide and in america and stealing and committing adultery which is very very prevalent they break out and blood toucheth blood so that's those are the attributes you would look at in a land that where the lord would have a problem with the bible says the lord had the controversy with the inhabitants of the land and these are the attributes of why some of the attributes not just all but some swearing and lying and killing and stealing committing adultery they break out and blood toucheth blood next verse therefore shall the land mourn and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and the fowls of the of heaven yea the fishes of the sea shall also be taken away and that's what we're seeing that i've been reporting on over and over really uh, in in earnest you know you look at what happened with fukushima and, and the death rate of, of the um, sea life in the Pacific Ocean, it, it kind of started there to a certain extent. I'm not saying it wasn't going on in other places. Uh, that was a doozy, though. 
and now you're seeing all of these reports coming from like ice age farmer and, and different ones up on the internet where you know they're killing the cattle and and the um the flooding that occurred last year that will you know who knows what's going to happen this year and, and how they're slaughtering the farmers are having to slaughter their own cattle and their own pigs and their own chickens and all that they can't bring them to market and all the supply chains are breaking down these types of things um so that that's a sign of god's judgment everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and the fowls of there now i'm not saying we've 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 got into that point where we're all feeling this yet um i think this is a slow process that happens over can happen over time and that we're we're really moving into that right now um <clears throat> regarding the land mourning the beasts of the field the fowls of heaven yea the fishes of the sea shall be taken away and we're seeing all of that systematically taking place we've been reporting on that and then we get to hosea 4 6 where it says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge i will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy god i will also for also forget thy children so as a consequence of all these other things that we're talking about in verses one through three you go to verses six verse six and a big reason that this all happened is because his children did not have the knowledge or if they did have it they didn't care or they never sought it and i know i think a lot of it's that where it says in verse one it says there's no truth nor mercy um and nor knowledge of god in the land i, I think a lot of that is that we have to seek god out we have to seek out truth we have to seek that out and, and when you find that most of the time when you're going to find truth it may be um maybe things that are not happy it may be things that are going to grieve you it may be things that you know you're not going to get in your standard 501c3 tickle your ears church now i'm not saying they're all but i'm saying most for sure uh <clears throat> because those things are not fun to go after and and i learned that very early on being a christian i mean what led me to the lord was that book by gary Carr in route to global occupation where the whole book was basically about how we're being brought into a new world order that was literally how i got brought to the lord that was my foundation on like okay this is just standard fare as a christian this is um, something you really need to know this information and this proves the bible's true and here's the evidence of it he was like a U united nations insider that was just document all talked about freemasonry and the united nations and the new world order agenda and all that other stuff still a great book um <clears throat> but that's how i got brought in to being a christian through that book and um that's all i i i guess like the bible says that the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do that was my foundation essentially um and i pursued along the lines of that book for all these years since 19 i would have been like 1994 for all these years that has been like my foundation i wish more people were brought to the lord through a similar foundation because it would show you right off the bat that this isn't all primrose and pixie sticks and lollipops that we're moving into 
it, it's very important to pursue truth, no matter how much the truth may hurt. And that book did it for me. And that is what really inspired this whole ministry. First, this ministry was just a newsletter I put out to, I don't I don't know if it was my patients or, or, or I'm, I'm trying to even remember. It was more of a health newsletter. And then it kind of morphed into the Christian aspect of it later. And then the 14th City Tour in 06 through the Prophecy Club. And then at that time, I was just getting cranked up with Sermon Audio. And then um, I was with them for a few years. They booted me off because my stuff was way too controversial. Way too much truth for a lot of the 501c3 groups up there i knew that day was coming and um they kind of shanghaied me and got me booted off there and um which is good it launched then contending for truth.com which was already set in motion thanks to a listener longtime listener tim who <clears throat> is basically the webmaster contending for truth.com praise the lord for him and um that gets us to where we're at today but it all started for me back in 94 and and yet that's why you'll hear me we, we talk about like this hosea 4 6 you'll hear me quote that verse a lot because i identified at a very early age as a baby christian that my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge i, I thought that this type of book like gary Carr wrote should be just like standard operating procedure information for every single new christian i'm not saying it's the only thing you need to know of course, but it was super important, super important to understand where we're moving. And, and it also, to me, it would strengthen your faith. Seeing the Bible come alive. Um, so it's, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge, which is standard. Well, most people in the presented truth. So that it, again, it goes on to say in Hosea 4, 6, I will, well, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. So that's, that. God's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Okay, so that's like a warning to all of us. And when he says thou shalt reject knowledge, I mean, it's truthful knowledge. It's it's knowledge that's from God. It's, it's knowledge that you could verify biblically. Like when I read that book from Gary Kahn, I'm like, wow, he's showing me how this all lines up with the Bible. And that the Bible predicts this, that type of thing. But again, I think that the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So, if you pray for the fear of the Lord, you are automatically going to be driven, I believe, toward true knowledge. Now, does that mean you could, you could pray for fear of the Lord and... You're never going to be deceived, no. But I think you're going to have much more of a propensity to be d driven toward truth. True knowledge. True understanding. True wisdom. Okay? And fear of the Lord is connected with humility because you have to humble yourself before God. And, you know, ultimately through, through salvation, admitting that, you know, you're a sinner and that, you know, you can't do anything to earn your way into heaven and that it's through the death burial and resurrection the finished work of the cross through jesus christ whereby in his blood whereby i must be saved and if you're not familiar with that concept go to contendingfortruth.com 
click on true true salvation time and it'll walk you right through all that all bible just all bible it's it's i think it's one of the most complete um series of teachings on salvation i mean that i've ever seen i know i'm blowing my own horn there but i mean i'm not saying i'm, I'm the best or anything but by that stretch i just i think it's a lot of bible if you want a lot of bible that walks you right through it that's all i'm really trying to do and the P supporting pdfs are all right there that's the most important decision you'll ever make so um but when you reject the true knowledge the true knowledge god's trying to impart from you i think is the word here it says i will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy god the bible talks about us in in the new testament as being priests of god you know not catholic priests but ambassadors for christ type of thing i think is what we're looking at there um so when you reject that knowledge thou shalt be a priest to me no more um seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy god I will also forget thy children. So our decisions we make, particularly if you have a family and children, and particularly if you're the head of the household, like a, a dad or whatever, that is going to affect, because the dad is supposed to be the spiritual kind of head of the family. Now Christ is at the head, but then it's Christ, the dad, the mom, and the children. Okay, And I don't mean this in some dictatorial regime or whatever. In, in any, I'm just talking the way the Bible lays it out. Um. It says, when you forget the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So we got to be careful with that too, because it impacts your children. And then the next verse, as they were increased, so they sinned against me. And I believe as they, meaning in this case, the children of Israel, who he has a, 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 um, a controversy with the inhabitants of the land of Israel, stating in verse one, because we're looking at context here. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. So, you know, those days are, I think, upon us and are coming more and more for the lukewarm 501c3 church that really, really was never on board with God. They really kind of wanted to do it their own way. They really were asleep. They really didn't have any real true love for the truth or for knowledge or for wisdom. And they kind of, most of the time, I think they viewed God as like the big guy in the sky, the heavenly bellhop type of thing. I know I'm making blanket statements here. I'm, I'm speaking in generalizations. Um, I just believe that's the day and time we're living in. And, and there's a lot of Bible to support that. You, you look at Second uh, Thessalonians, you know, there, there will be a falling away of the church. And then that wicked, capital W, meaning the Antichrist, will be revealed. And this is prior to Jesus Christ coming back. So we should expect the falling away of the church, which is at, uh, from the word ap apostia, from the Greek. And that word, you know, means the falling away of the church. We should be expecting to see that. And, and we are. We are. If the church was really truly being salt and light and having the backbone they were supposed to have and and going out and exposing darkness and all of this other stuff we wouldn't be in the pickle that we're in right now but because collectively the people that identify as christians and the priests that bear rule over them and i'm i don't mean catholic priests but the pastors and the bishops and the deacons and the elders that bear rule over them 
collectively in these 501c3 institutions yoked up with the government 99% of the time. Well, because they haven't done their job, that's why we're in the shape that we're in collectively as what would be identified as Christians. And only God can know your true heart, whether you're actually a real Christian or not. That's not for me to judge. Just not. That's between you and God. But again, God knows your heart, that type of thing. But we're, we're really in that Revelation 3 time, I believe, the, the Laodicean church that's neither hot nor cold, but they're lukewarm, and God said he's going to vomit them out of his mouth. They think they're in need of nothing, but in God's eyes, they're blind, wretched, and naked before God. And again, I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Perfect. Because if I got what I deserved, i get death and hell. You know? The preacher Melvin Sisson once would, would say, um, he was a really good Baptist preacher, he'd say, don't you ever get just so sick and tired of your own sorry self? <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I totally can relate to that one. So I'm not up here all sanctimonious on my holy high horse saying this, okay? Um, it's just that the Bible predicts this stuff. Totally. And um, so let's let's continue now with this uh, expose by uh, Dave Hodges here. COVID-19 is not about controlling an illness as much as it is about destroying a culture. The American economy is being destroyed. Our need to be social creatures is being destroyed by the concept of social distancing. This is the most effective psyop in the history of mankind. The MSM local newscast contained the same elements. Night after night, this is interesting that he says this because I think this is very um, a salient point here. Um, night after night, first there are the respects paid to the first responders by the broadcasters. Now, I don't really know this because I don't have cable TV or anything like that. Um, but I, I could see this 100% happening. There are respects paid to the first responders by the broadcasters. The first responders to meaning the COVID-19 epidemic that's just killing everybody right okay yeah these are our heroes and our lockdown has meaning says the news media before covid 19 the news reported nothing but bad news but there's been a shift to heartwarming tear-jerking stories that dominate the news and at the end of each story is an admonishment to social distance then the overstated fear porn covid 19 numbers are presented then it is followed by a commercial showing people in lockdown having fun meaning be a good little nazi Stay locked down, have fun. I mean, Drudge is um, turned into nothing more than an absolute mouthpiece of Satan for all of this propaganda. If they weren't on board before, which I always suspected they were, Drudge being the number one, I believe, new, news aggregate on the planet, I do check them every day because I want to I check the pulse of what's being put out there. And it's, it's nothing but, uh, almost nothing but fear porn up there now. They're going right along with the, with the CNN, the MSNBC, the M, whatever you want to say, uh, narratives. Oh, killing all these people and we're all going to die if we don't whatever. Yes, there's some other stuff interjected in there. I'm not saying, and again, you know, I, I always say glean. And you can glean from Drudge, just be careful. Understand they have an agenda. Um, going forward, forward here, uh, this is most, this is... Uh, Okay, I'm trying to get back to where I was at. Yeah. 
Okay, then they show a little weather and then they repeat this pattern over and over again. The names on the news stories may change, but the story is always the same. Remember that six evil Illuminati corporations own 98% of the media. And they are unified on many points ranging from being former friends of Zionist blackmailer Jeffrey Epstein, where we're going to look at him a little bit more later again, to establishing global governance. In the latter process, they see to destroy America and ultimately want to destroy the human race. We are all too aware of the plot on the physical plane with our 33% unemployment. The deep state and the Democratic Party minions are behind the unnecessary lockdowns. Again, I'm not going to just blame it on all the Democrats. The, the Republicans are going along too. They're just they're a lot more, I'm sure, mute on the point overall. We have all, as a nation, what we have built as a nation is being destroyed. However, what most of us are missing is the spiritual warfare that has been thrust among us. The evil entities mentioned in the Bible are hard at work to destroy America and ultimately the human race. Satan would like to have controlled our soul. However, they are not able to crack our code and are left with only one option, genocide. Is there any indication of what's coming? The answer is a resounding yes. The satanic plans to commit genocide against all those that cannot be converted away from their Christian faith. I think it goes way beyond that, though. I think it's just Satan just wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He really isn't. Yeah, sure, Christians would be the main center of the crosshairs, but, you know, Satan's equal opportunity kind of wants everybody dead at the end of the day. Uh, and under the cover of COVID-19, it appears that these plans are moving forward with great rapidity. I wish to begin the series with a summary of several letters I have received in the past four months. In this first communication, it is clear we are talking about constructing a massive prison system, system stocked with guillotines. Now, I'm going to give my biblical remedy for this a little bit later. I don't really like talking a lot about this type of stuff um, as far as dwelling on it. And you'll typically hear me try to interject a lot of biblical remedies and scriptures when we start talking about subjects of guillotines and things of this nature. Okay, Something that Dave doesn't do. He just kind of throws it out there and he likes to mention God a little bit, but it's, you know, to me, I really feel like that if we're going to present that type of information, we really need to point everybody back toward the, toward the Lord. Okay. Um, th this communication came to me on May 18th, 2020. So, just six days ago. Dave, a little heads up. This is interesting. I'm a flatbed truck driver. In just the last week, every ounce of rebar in this country is heading to Denver, Colorado. And I don't mean small stuff. I'm talking about um number three four and five bar now obviously i don't know exactly what that means but i'm assuming it means very very thick rebar rebar is something that will typically uh put into um poured concrete in order to make the concrete a lot stronger uh you so in other words you're commingling concrete poured when it's still like in its uh uh liquid state semi-liquid state before it hardens now sometimes they'll make precast rebar concrete walls, but I think that's not the case here. He's talking about just hauling the rebar, this really really heavy duty rebar, to Denver, Colorado. He says, "I mean, super heavy duty grade sixty and seventy big stuff. It would denote a very very substantial capital works project." Do you know of any? Do you know of any in Denver right now? I mean, do you know of any substantial capital works? Pro meaning, I guess high level governmental. I'm assuming project. I have 49,000 pounds of grade 70, 41, 6 by 9 
1.128 inch bar yeah one yeah that's that's thick rebar 1.128 inch one truck after another after another something really substantial and really rugged is being built and you and i can see what it is i believe they're expanding the city underneath denver international airport from what i'm seeing that's where all this stuff goes goes under there now whether they're building out or down or both i don't know but we've got all the the um technology to do that underground por uh, nuclear power boring tunnel machines i've went over that many many times and so they're really um uh, they're they're sounds like they're really building things at a breakneck speed underneath most likely denver, denver international airport uh, uh something really substantial and really rugged is being built and you and i cannot see what it is also freight volume and rates have utterly collapsed the larger trucking operations are still running must must be being backstopped by some entity for now to keep the illusion alive that all is well trucking companies are heavily dependent upon commercial lines of credit for day-to-day -day operations and it's all coming down buddy what i see on my day-to-day -day travels driving is utter collapse mass starvation and unfathomable chaos will reign by this time next year so that's what he's predicting i'm not I, i'm not a i'm not a uh, i'm not a big predictor or a date setter i like to put the information out there and have the body of christ pray about it you know and, and if god convicts you in any particular way you know you can move in that direction from the following communications and others like it it is clear that a deep underground prison system is being constructed at the federal center in lakewood california this communication arrived on march 2020 of this year dear dave i have to be vague because i don't want to be discovered but i can tell you that at the federal center in lakewood colorado we are constructing a deep underground prison the material coming in is happening at night however it's massive and it's not normal why would the government need a massive underground prison to incarcerate people it is 100 percent underground hmm this communication came to me of february of this year hello i wanted to tell you that i've been delivering parts for my truck to the federal center in the denver area here we go denver again I've been picking up shipments from a base that I'm not going to identify for apparent reasons. I have been driving these loads to the Federal Center in Colorado. I have been given explicit instructions to not look at the cargo. When I arrive on site, the truck is taken from me and I hang out in a snack room and in about an hour, my truck is returned. In my last trip, I do not care who believes this story, I had the opportunity to look at the cargo. I had issues with my truck not riding correctly, so I opened up the back to see if anything shifted. What was strange was the shipping crates that were not marked. I had this overwhelming feeling of fear that I was transferring drugs for someone in the federal government and I was not going to be the fall guy. So I opened one of the crates at the rest area. There were no drugs. There was an unassembled something though. But I did not find drugs. I found a huge blade, a motor, pulleys, I swear I was looking at an unassembled guillotine. I counted the boxes and there were 20. That means I probably transported about 100 of these to the federal center, I guess in other loads as well. I was recently called to do a delivery 
and I said I was too sick. Did you know this blank was going on? I never want to drive again. Wow. Now again, the, the Bible talks about, you know, basically the guillotine. I mean, that's what they're going to use, you know, in order to, uh, you know, you either take the mark of the beast in the, in the right hand or the forehead or, you know, and profess your allegiance towards Satan, which is, you know, far, far. If you do that, hell is forever. Hell on the lake of fire forever. Okay. And if you do that, that's, you know, not the thing you want to do. I'm telling you. Worst case scenario as a Christian absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But the Bible's real clear in Revelation about that. Those that did not take the mark of the beast were, were beheaded. But they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So how many of us that's going to be required? You know, and I understand, you know, I, I'm going to step on like a lot of pre-tribbers toes here or whatever, but whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath, whatever, you know, you need to always be ready. There were millions and millions and millions of martyrs that have died in the last hundred years that didn't get raptured out of here in all countries maybe they thought they were gonna but it didn't happen so it doesn't really you need to always be ready never ever deny the lord jesus christ never ever take the mark of the beast never ever give in or give allegiance to satan or um the antichrist or the false prophet never there's no there's no biblical reason to ever do that. But I can give you a ton not to. Don't ever do it. Now, I posted here my teaching um, in Precatory Prayer, Psalm 64, God's Judgment on Wickedness, A Christian's Door of Hope. Did this all the way back in 2007. I'll just give you the table of contents here real quick. This is a very important teaching regarding imprecatory prayers and why the judgment of God on wickedness has always been a Bible believer's door of hope. We will explore many scriptures to validate this, but this is not a teaching that is usually ever heard or preached in any modern day churches of America. If we as Bible believing Christians can get a hold of this biblical concept, the Lord will be able to work through us individually and collectively in a mighty in a mighty way. Beyond salvation, this is one of the most important issues that the modern day Bible believer needs to understand, and hopefully this will be a big encouragement to you as well. We also need to be exploring the various things that can hinder our prayers and what the prerequisites are for the Lord to hear our prayers. I will be giving my personal testimony regarding these issues as well, as the tenets of this teaching have totally changed my life for the better. This teaching was originally inspired by Pastor John Weaver's sermon, A Door of Hope. See the links below. So I give you two different links to his teachings. I just checked them both. They're still valid to this day. So you might want to listen to his teaching first and then listen to mine. I think that'd be a better way to do it. Um, but I, I think you really listen to both. And then I also give my teaching entitled Biblical Keys to Deliverance and Protection, Parts 1 and 2. Now, I did this back in 2008. And regarding the end times that we're moving into, and this I was saying this back in 2008, many Christians are very apprehensive and concerned about the well-being of their families and themselves. Biblically, there are many answers and remedies regarding the subject. In this teaching, we will be looking at the Bible verses that pertain to this subject. 
So I'm trying to give you some encouragement and hope and not to dwell on guillotines. You know what I mean? That's not God, what God wants. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, sound mind, you know, whole nine things. Th those types of things. We, we don't want to be going around dwelling on guillotines. Okay? Because the, um, the fear of man bringeth a snare. And that's the fear of man. That's the fear of what is man going to do unto me? Or what is Satan going to do unto me? And that's not of God. So while I'll educate you about that, I'm never going to have you dwell on that because it's not biblical. And I'm not going to, and I'm always going to try to give you biblical remedies when those types of subjects come up. Going back to this report, I know exactly what is going on because I know how this started. This is Dave Hodges speaking. In 2009... I was contacted by two separate law enforcement officials, both of whom I had known in my childhood. They had both been part of a drill run by DHS in two different locations in the state of Colorado during the so-called pandemic of the H1N1 scare. So this is 2009, okay? This is like, you know, 11 years ago. Uh, let's see here. The drills took place outside of I-25, outside of Trinidad, and on I-70 west of Grand Junction. This is in Colorado. In this drill, volunteers would be pulled over in a DUI type of roadblock. The driver would be asked for permission to scan their arms for a biometric sign that they had received via their required vaccinations. So understand, they were beta testing this concept now that they're trying to roll out today all the way back then and probably even before that. The scanning device was fake at the time. There were chase cars stationed on the flanks to run down evaders. If the occupants of the car refused to test positive for mandatory vaccinations, they were offered an opportunity to correct their oversight and take the vaccines. If they refused, the men were forcibly taken from the car and boarded on a bus. Woman on another and children on another. So they always want to separate you. Okay. Um, regardless of gender, they were put on another bus. In actuality, nobody got transported. The intent of the drill was very obvious, though. I actually interviewed the late Greg Everson on this event. He was very much aware of it. At the time of the drill, there was no serious talk of mandatory vaccines like there is now. There was no talk of a biomarker scanner to, to detect if one had taken the required vaccinations either. However, today the Internet is filled with these discussions. Please allow me to set the tone for this presentation. America has been conquered, yet not yet occupied. But not yet occupied. Resistors will indeed meet their end in camps and guillotines will be the enforcement mechanism. And again, this is typical Dave Hodges fashion of no hope. God, it's, it's like he talks about God, but then he acts like God doesn't exist. Okay, and that's what infuriates me about this type of writing style. Evidence for the domestic tyranny that is about to be unleashed on this country is everywhere. I want to emphasize that I do not like writing the story, although there is enough information to go forward with the story. It is such a paradigm shift. People will not believe it. I have not learned what will be in the vaccines, but I remember the research on the attempted H1N1 vaccines. The adjuvants contained in each injection were voluminous. They they were permeated with squalene, which attacks the central nervous system and can cause premature death. If one thinks that collaboration will yield favorable results with new powers that be, think again. There is no doubt in the minds of people I will speak with that a cocktail of substances like squalene will be injected into your body and change your very DNA. Uh, change you mentally and attack your central nervous system over time. It is an injection of short-term control with a, that will give you a long 
term premature death. The two law enforcement officers that I knew that participated in the 2009 Colorado event were horrified and said they would not participate in a live event under these circumstances. And again, that's the whole purpose of beta testing this. They're not just beta testing maybe the general public. They're beta testing their officers. They're beta testing the people in government to see if they'll go along with it. What, and then they, they can gauge that reaction percentage-wise to understand how close they are to being able to do this successfully in the real world on a mass scale. Okay, so going forward here, in the process of researching information related to this series, I learned that the proposed contact tracers are part of this process. I told you guys, I'm going to do a gigantic section at the end of this teaching on the contact tracing. I'm telling you, right now, the biggest 800-pound gorilla in the room is contact tracing. That is what needs to be pushed back most of all with however you feel compelled. Calling, writing, you know, governors, senators, president, everybody. And I understand you're like, well, they're all evil. Yeah, but they are paying attention to what public reaction is to these things. Okay. Prayer, fasting, the whole nine yards. Educating other people. I learned that the proposed contract tracers are part of this process. In the old days, we knew there was a red list and a blue list, etc., of people that would be done away with in a takeover of the government by the very forces that are emerging in this tyrannical lockdown of America. Now, I just said this last week. I speculated. I said, you know what? I really feel like this whole contact tracing thing is going to be the ultimate way for them to implement the red and the blue list, and you don't even have to test positive. But if you're on their list... Or whatever that can be the excuse for them to come and kick in your front door. I have learned that these contact tracers will not be contact contact tracing for COVID nineteen. They are trained intelligent get rather they are trained intelligence gatherers. They will be coming to your door. They will be seeking information about guns and attitudes. An uncooperative un attitude will one day get you on the bus. I was told that Christians are being targeted as well. So are the journalists like myself. Contact tracing is an attempt to update the red list. Pretty important stuff. As soon as I heard about this contact tracing, there were just alarm bells going off inside me. I believe Holy Spirit alarm bells. This is how they're going to get in the front door. This is how they're going to implement the red and the blue list. The green listers are the ones they would leave alone. The blue, the blue would be scheduled for um, um, re-education. The red list, from, from every indication, I would be scheduled for immediate termination. Now again... Harking back to what I just said about Psalm 64 and imprecatory prayers and, and um, trying to um, uh, crying out to God for, you know, those, those types of things like mercy protection. I've done a whole, I mean, you can, those are just a few of the studies I've done on the subject. You can keep in protection, mercy, um, worry, uh, all kind of stuff. I've done, given so many Bible verses so many Bible studies on those subjects over the years. Anything along those lines, all you got to do is go to contendingfortruth.com, key it in the search bar, and you'll you'll most likely find it somewhere in the body of the PDF. And then I'll actually go over it in the audio format for that PDF. 
And a lot of times I give you the verses and you can print those out and keep them in your Bible. So, um, the lockdowns and the subsequent loss of rights and economic catastrophe is not the end game. We're preparing to enter in the, into the tribulation, the mark of the beast, an unimaginable hell on earth until Jesus returns. When I started researching this topic, I set out to disprove it because I did not want to believe it. However, my research produced the opposite results. I will be presenting my findings in a few next installments. Now, I don't think he's done that yet. I, I am going to be interested to see what he has to say because I want to know more about what specifically what he said that the contact tracers will not be contact tracing COVID-19. That's the ruse. That's under the guise. Because all they have to do is say, oh, well, your smartphone got within six feet of this smartphone, even though it might not have even happened. Who's going to be there to, to, to disprove it wrong? They're liars. And now that we've got 33% unemployment, you've got a lot of people that are desperate for jobs, and you're going to see this big opening up of these government jobs for contact tracers. They're hiring them by the thousands. So I've been so keen in on you becoming as small a target as possible and you shielding your phone when you walk out the door and maybe getting rid of your smartphone and just going to like a one of these phones like, you know, type of phones I use, these track phones and those types of phones. I mean, you have to ask yourself, is, is, it, is it worth it? Is it? Is it worth it? I mean, you do as God leads you, but you know. These are trained intelligence gatherers seeking information about guns and attitudes. Now, let's go further. Mandatory vaccines are medical rape and felony assault. Go ahead and play this. This is incredibly hard-hitting stuff we're getting into today. You don't touch a patient without their consent. You certainly don't inject them without their consent. These are the basic pillars of modern medicine. You know, again, every, every vaccine mandate pushing doctor is a medical rapist and a dangerous authoritarian tyrant. Welcome, this is Mike Adams, the Health Ranger here with an urgent message about human rights versus vaccine mandates. And uh, I'm gonna cover this from a scientific, rational point of view here. I am a published scientist, I run a science lab, and I've noticed that a lot of people object to vaccines without reason. They have a knee-jerk reaction against vaccine mandates in particular, but if you ask them to explain why, they really can't elucidate it. Uh, so I think it's important that we do understand why we hold certain beliefs, right? This uh, introspection into our own belief systems and the, the philosophy of belief is really crucial when we get into these core issues of life and death and medical interventions and do we own our own body and things like that. So what I'm presenting here today is a rational, science-based, uh, philosophical discussion about vaccine mandates and also the right to self-defense. So let's just start with the most obvious point here. A vaccine that is administered into your body that penetrates your skin and is injected into your body without your consent is of course an assault with a deadly weapon. And there's no question about that. The U.S. government publishes 
data. Every quarter you can download it. It's at vaers.hhs.gov. That's the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. And in that It's also considered technically, anytime you penetrate the skin like that, a form of surgery that they're performing on you. System. It, you, there's a spreadsheet every quarter you can download, tells you how many people died, how many people were harmed, what are the payouts to the families of children who were injured by vaccines. And by the way, that number is now over $4 billion, which I know seems small compared to the trillions in the pandemic bailout these days, but it's, it's a lot of children who have been destroyed. They've been maimed and they've been killed by vaccines. In fact, so many children are killed by vaccines that the vaccine industry had to lobby Congress back in the late 1980s to create a secret court system, which is the vaccine court. And it, these data, the VAERS data, comes out of that vaccine court system. So if you're talking with someone who doesn't know that vaccines kill and maim and injure and hospitalize children and adults in the United States every year, then you're talking to someone who is just ignorant about the truth about vaccines. Uh, vaccines do harm and kill people. Now, if you are assaulted with a weapon that may cause injury, whether it's a, a baseball bat or an edged weapon, a knife or a needle, uh, in all such cases, when such attacks happen to you, it is violence against your person, especially without your consent. I mean, I guess if you consent to being bashed in the head with a baseball bat, then you can't really, you know, call the police and accuse the attacker of committing a felony violent assault against you if you consented to it. But if you don't consent to these attacks, then they are felony assaults. Uh, whether it's a needle or whether it's a baseball bat or whether it's um, a nine millimeter handgun or a, a fist, I suppose, or an edged weapon or a sword or what have you. These are all assaults against your person. And a vaccine, if you consent to it, it is not assault. Now it may be stupidity, given that you don't know what's in it and most people never look at the ingredients of vaccines so they're not aware that vaccines. So again my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge do contain aluminum and not to be ignorant of satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us all bible verses and then mercury in certain cases even some vaccines given to children contain mercury such as flu shots uh, in, in california no less by the way uh, vaccines contain antibiotics and msg and formaldehyde and truly, they contain aborted human fetal cells yep. that have been cloned generation after generation yep. to be used in vaccine development. And formaldehyde and bombing fluid. So vaccines contain uh, pro-inflammation agents such as squalene and a lot of... Green, re African green monkey kidney. And that's diseased African green monkey. That's one of the, that's one of the many mediums they grow these vaccines on. I mean, aborted babies and green disease green monkey kidneys and calf lymph um and chicken embryos and it's just like if you, you i mean a witch could do no better around a cauldron you know eye of newt and you know whatever they they put in the the cliche cartoons you see of witches around stirring a cauldron well that's what vaccines are odd viruses from different species depending on the medium in which the vaccine was grown uh, they can be grown in animals or egg yolks or monkeys or different types of, I mean, it, it gets pretty grotesque. And a lot of those other diseases that are latent uh, viruses can end up in the vaccine and then end up in your body. And this is why vaccines can cause injury or hospitalization or death. 
And if such a form of violence is committed against you, against your person without your consent, it is an assault with a deadly weapon. Now, it doesn't mean that uh, to, to be qualified as a deadly weapon, it doesn't mean that it has to kill every person. Uh, not every person that's bashed in the head with a baseball bat is killed by the baseball bat. But every person who commits an assault with a baseball bat should be and is usually charged with assault with a deadly weapon right. because the weapon could be deadly. So you see, the only logic required here is that the weapon could kill someone. And we know that vaccines can kill. So an assault with a vaccine is, by definition, by every legal standard, assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, again, when it's, when it's done against your person without your consent. Now, why is assault with a deadly weapon even a crime? And the answer is that we are supposed to be able to be safe in our own bodies. And we are supposed to have ownership over our bodies. And this is why rape is illegal, of course. And, and by the way, rape, I don't mean to bring it up lightly, but rape is, in fact, very relevant here because a vaccine injection without your consent is a kind of medical rape in the sense that it penetrates your body. Uh, it injects you with foreign substances against your will, and it can leave uh, damage, including neurological damage or perhaps psychological damage or physiological damage. So, okay, so that goes on for quite a long way. I wanted to kind of cover those points there, and um, I'll give you the link to that video if you want to listen to the whole thing. Uh, this, just saw this today, um, CDC vaccine chair, uh, this is from a little while ago, but says, get rid of the whites. Uh, Professor Carol Baker calls for racial genocide. Now, she's white, calling for... Um, racial genocide of her own race so this is a cdc eugenics expose i just want you to understand this because i want you to understand the mindset of these these satanic luciferians the speakers carol dr carol baker md professor of pediatrics molecular biology virology and microbiology at baylor college of medicine in houston but as we'll see she moves around a lot um, this racist rhetoric incites violent acts to murder all white people. The doctor didn't say she would lead by example either, meaning kill me first because I'm white. It's a rabbit hole that starts with a newly surfaced 10-year-old video of the head chair of CDC's vaccine policy openly pitching for racial genocide of hundreds of millions um, of whites as her solution to increasing compliancy with the medical tyranny of vaccination max mass vaccination as you keep looking into her awards positions and co-authors on papers etc the rabbit hole reveals an interconnectivity interconnect of government academia and medicine there are some skeletons uh in their closets for sure the military academia pharmaceutical complex reeks of genocide and mass murder so let's listen to uh this little some of this little video, little wonderful heartwarming video here. The battle is being... Now, this is her. Carol Baker appointed chair for CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices in 2009. So let me just back it up. The battle is being fought. One family, one physician, one health center. That's why we're doing as well as we are. We're talking about the minority and strategies mm -hmm. against the minority. So I have the solution. Every study published in the last five years, when you look at vaccine refusers, 
I'm not talking about, well, hesitance, most of them we can talk into right. coming to yeah. terms. But he hesitance we can talk into. We, we can reason with them. But the vaccine refusers, okay, which are the white people. Refusers. We'll just get rid of all the whites in the United States. Yeah, get rid of all the whites. That's the solution. One of the most vile sound bites ever recorded emerges 10 years after uttered by the public health official Carol Baker. My biggest ponderance is how will Americans react to such sinister sentiments coming from within academia and the United States government. So who is this public health official recommending genociding 308 plus million Americans on a racial basis for a difference in medical treatment preferences? <laughs> Well, the footage is that of the horrid, disgraced professor of Texas McGovern Medical School, Carol Baker, serving as the chair of the public health event of the 2009 CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. She said that since studies suggest vaccine refusers tend to be, quote, white, she suggests that her, her final solution to the problem is, quote, we'll just get rid of all the whites in the United States, end quote. This video has either emerged for the entirely first time or it has been resurfaced. But either way. Now, as I've stated before, that is one of the main, main goals of the synagogue of Satan, Zionist Jews. Okay, now I'm not condemning all Jews. I'm saying that if you are of that Shabbat Lubavitch, Zionistic, Kabbalistic, Jewish, Luciferian cult, which the majority are in at that level of of many many are in at that level of academia hollywood mainstream media uh you name it politics i've read you their quotes i've played you their own sound bites that that is the one of the main goals that they are that they have had for I mean, I guess since their inception, is the absolute total eradication of the white races. Now, they have tried to, as of late, primarily do that through the interbreeding of the Muslims that they have brought into both Europe, Canada, and America. That's one of the ways, but I don't think it's happening fast enough. Now, that's out of their own mouth, okay? And what they want to do is in their terms is what they've said is basically interbreed particularly the black races and the muslims in the middle east with the white women kill the white men off pretty much and um because that type of race is going to have no uh they're going to be very more easily guided by the synagogue of satan okay into whatever new world order plans they have for them they're going to be very more easily steered because they're not going to have any nationalism they're they're of whatever they're they're you know half black half white half middle eastern half white you know they don't know who they are essentially that is very essential from a satanic agenda to achieve that on a worldwide basis and i'm not going to apologize for a satanic agenda because what i'm saying doesn't sound politically correct i've given you their own sound bites out of their own mouths and it's primarily coming from the illuminati the the highest level illuminati synagogue of satan jewish families like the rothschilds and the rockefellers and those types 
So, and Trump is one of them. Trump is a practicing Kabbalist. I'm not saying he's Jewish, but he is a practicing Kabbalist, and his family is as well. Ivanka is married to a high-level um, Shabbat Lubavitch, Jared Kushner, Jewish bloodline, and potential candidate for Antichrist. I'm not saying he is, but he's a candidate, okay? He's, he's yoked up with that totally. So, um, that's... What she's saying there absolutely echoes all of those other sound bites and videos and um quotes i've read you in the past regarding this particular subject it is getting on the people's radar for the first time in the past week thanks to a viral youtube video and articles by the national file links in the description i've reached out to numerous carol baker affiliated institutions for comment but they are apparently doing damage control for her this includes the CDC, the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, Texas McGovern Medical School, Baylor College of Medicine, and the Texas Children's Hospital. A very, very small percentage of the people I spoke to in trying to get statements would even take an anti-genocide policy for the record. Because I guess genocide is a fun card for fascist bigots to hold in their back pocket. Remember, totalitarian governments love to partner with academia to justify and rationalize their human rights abuses. It should definitely be asked why this woman, who has such a vile, putrid heart, has been able to not only keep her career, but work her way up to the top of these institutions and government agencies. So this is a bit of a dated resume for Carol Baker. It looks like it's about 10 years old, but it shows that she's received a lot of money from universities, hospitals, and public health agencies all paying the keep of a genocidal maniac who seriously proposes genociding 308 million Americans along racial lines while serving as the chair of the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practice. So just to summarize her career, she has been a professor at Baylor College of Medicine and McGovern Medical School. She was or is currently the executive director for the Center of Vaccine Awareness and Research at the Texas Children's Hospital in Houston. For 25 years, she served as head of infectious diseases, pediatrics at Baylor College of Medicine. She was a member of the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices from 06 to 09, at which point she became the chair of the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices up until 2012. She served as the president for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. Is the, how prevalent is eugenics in the establishment controlling class is what I'm wondering. So I have to give a lot of credit to this nationalfile.com article, which I saw the day it came out, May 13th. And I've just, my heart's been racing ever since I saw this and I saw the footage. I've been doing a lot of investigative journalism to get calls and, and reach out to these institutions and see how prevalent this genocidal um, mania is. Texas Medical Board responds to complaint about Gates honored, get rid of all the whites doctor. So she was appointed by the Obama administration to lead a CDC advisory committee. We covered that. We'll cover and she was honored at a ceremony funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Imagine that. 
she's following widespread criticism following a national file report on her videotape proposal to get rid of all whites in the United States to stop vaccine refusers. Uh, so, yeah. Her, her, um, her award that was made possible from Pfizer and the Bill Gates Foundation in one second. So this is uh, what people are getting back from the Texas Medical Board when they write to it and tell them, hey, there's a doctor who's you know, recommending war crimes and human rights abuses, you know, almost, I mean, what she proposed is worse, I think, than anything I've heard in history. Like, I can't even compare, like, maybe Stalin. Can we say she's, like, aspiring to be Stalin? I don't even know. Carol Baker's reviews on WebMD are also justifiably negative these days. Let's look at a couple of these. She confessed on video during a medical conference of her murderous intentions towards white Americans. This vile individual has advocated for the literal extermination of white people in the United States. At any cost within the boundaries of the law, she must be punished. And keep that in mind, McGovern Medical School, if they keep hiring her, what does that say about them? What does it say about the CDC if they keep doing business with, with her? They're all on board. What does it say about um, this one, which we'll cover in a second, the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, which had her as like their top speaker for a vaccine event in 2020 this year this quote says this woman dreams this is typical though this is the fauci's this is these types bill gatesers these are the types of of demon possessed of the toenails luciferians that want to wipe out humanity particularly the white people that are the ones calling the shots and the ones trying to bring in all of this draconian legislation to take away all of our rights all of our liberties and to force vaccinate us and again, this is why this need to, needs to be resisted with every fiber in our being. Because this is resisting tyranny. And satanic tyranny, no less. The being the new Adolf Hitler. Racist, hateful person, says this one-star review. Ending the existence of white people in America isn't preventative medicine, it's genocide. Yeah. Considering her comments, regardless of the elimination of white people, I believe this woman should have her this person saying her medical license should be pulled as she's medically unstable this person says open anti-white racist she should lose her license and not be allowed anywhere near children yeah, shameful amen. woman a disgrace amen. Yep. so we played the the tape basically she was upset because people don't want to take her vaccines so she suggests killing the demographic of the uh, group that tends to refuse the most, which happens to account from my research, real quick Google search, like 70% of the United States. The whole premise is ridiculous. It's like, oh, the people don't want it uh, to be shot up with aluminum and uh, fetal embryonic cells, and they don't want to be shot up with formaldehyde and mercury and all the other crap you put in there. Oh, no, 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 that's beside the point. I've been praying a lot lately that there's a lot of Bible verses that talk about that God will have them in derision. And that God, you know, would have them turn on each other and fight each other. And then into the very pit they've dug, let them fall into it and let their own tongues fall upon themselves. All of the wickedness that is being planned for, you know, Christians 
and i mean i'm sorry but the white race in general is being is being targeted and i'm not saying other races aren't either but i'm just saying i'm not going to apologize for an agenda that is so clear and so evident that they're trying to carry out right now but i've been praying a lot along those lines in an imprecatory way lately um because when the wicked prosper the land mourns like the bible talks about and the innocent are defiled and children are raped and in every form of murder is condoned and in that's what happens when the wicked prosper when they have their way so praying against the wicked that they do not prosper in wickedness is not unbiblical okay i do pray if it be possible their souls be saved because that's the best thing i could pray for them possibly but those types of people are not going to be saved through no most likely uh, a manby pamby little pat on the head it's probably going to be through the severity of the god the bible says the severity of god leadeth thee to repent so that bible also says the goodness of god now it's different for everybody though some people might require goodness to lead them to repentance but i believe if there's any hope for any of these devils and i think a lot of them aren't even human so that's not even an option just like it wasn't an option for the nephilim to get saved in genesis 6 um it would be far better if god destroys them if god rains down his fury if he would unleash death and warrior angels against these devils and that they would be wiped off the planet like bill gates fauci and these types of people be far better if that happened because what would happen is those people wouldn't be put in a position anymore where they could where they could um defile rape kill steal and annihilate humanity yes i'm not saying somebody wouldn't step up to take their place but they wouldn't be near as entrenched be a different dynamic and they the bible says that when god judges the wicked all men would see in fear and declare it says all men would see in fear and declare the work of god for they would wisely consider his doing it'd just be like wow i don't know if i want to step into the shoes of that guy because look what just happened to him and it was clearly god that did it it's another that's another thing i pray for when god annihilates them let it be done in such a way that all men would see in fear and declare the work of god because i don't want a man to get credit for this and I'm not advocating going out and, and hurting or beating up or killing or whatever anybody. I'm not saying that, okay? I'm saying if God does it, though, that's God's doing. If I pray that way, that's and that happens, well, that's God's doing. He did it, you know? My hand wasn't anywhere near it. That was God's doing. You know, we just need to kill all the white people, says Harold Baker of McGovern Medical School. So let's cover this part next here. The uh, Sabin uh, Vaccine Institute gave her in 2019... It's Sabin, like the Sabin vaccine. Teen, ...the Albert B. Sabine Gold Medal. I think this is interesting. This is 10 years after her um, incredibly heinous statements in 2009. Yeah. So, she's so here still is her gold medal. So that this is what they do. The, the, um, the Bible says that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So anytime you see, um, the mainstream media praising anybody, and I mean people in the religious world, you better, you better really step back. If you think that person's a godly person, because that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And this witch is getting all these awards and all these accolades and all this money. Here she is wearing a little gold medal. She ain't, she's not going to take this gold medal to hell. Let me tell you that right now. But she's being honored for being this person that wants to mass exterminate huge swaths of the planet and implement mass vaccination. This woman is going to burn so white hot in hell. 
Her and her devil maggot elk, you can't even imagine. You wouldn't want to imagine it. I don't even want to imagine it. But that's what's going to happen if they don't get saved. And again, I, don't, I think a lot of them aren't even human. I think that we've been infiltrated on a lot of levels that when we get to heaven, we're going to be absolutely amazed. Hey, what's going on in Noah's day? Biggest, biggest news story in Noah's day was that the fallen angels procreated with women, interbred with them, produced a race of giants called the fallen, the Nephilim. And the world was so defiled that God had to hit the reset button and start over with eight people on the ark and the, and the uh, animals. Start over with DNA that hadn't been defiled. Here's the uh, genocidal maniac there with her accolades. Uh, so Albert B. Sabine is a Polish-American scientist who uh, apparently was instrumental in uh, deploying the polio vaccine. Yeah. And look at what she got the gold medal for. Much needed newborn of vaccines of course of course so she's got this big defiling the very the most innocent of course they're going to reward her with a gold medal this devil witch from the pit of hell of course they're going to reward gold her. medal around her neck because she helped come up with something that they're shooting into newborn babies yep yep so i just wanted to go over that little wonderful little tidbit of uh information there that next one, mandatory vaccines. The Supreme Court says yes, according to pedo predator and rapist Alan Dershowitz. But wait, there's more. So I want to play this. Now, I'm going to do a whole little section here on this because I just can't help but not revisit this. Just to keep your mind refreshed on Trump, Epstein, Dershowitz, and that whole crew. Because I think it's good to remind ourselves of that from time to time. Welcome everyone, I'm Spiro. Thanks for tuning in. I know we're all pretty much sick of hearing about the virus. I'm sick of reporting on it, to be honest with you. Everywhere we look, it's virus, virus, virus. But if there's one topic that even comes close to the amount of coverage that the virus gets, it's vaccines. And as we get closer to this vaccine rolling out, we're going to hear about it more and more. And the big question is, will it be mandatory? Well, recently, Jason Goodman of Crowdsource the Truth interviewed Alan Dershowitz. And Dershowitz made some very bold and controversial statements. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right. To so according to Satan Dershowitz, uh, Donald Trump's attorney and his most recent attorney on his impeachment team, Jeffrey Epstein's attorney as well, that got him out of that and a host of other people. I'm going to give you his bio in a second. According to Satan this Luciferian, Zionistic, and yes, he's of the synagogue of Satan, Jewish type of bloodline. Not condemning all Jews. I'm saying in his case, though, he's just yet one more of them that has this genocidal agenda, just like the uh, MD we just heard before. Uh, we don't have any right to endanger other people because we're not vaccinated. Now, he's a, he's a stinking attorney. He's not a health professional. And even if he was an MD, that wouldn't, you know, they're, they're just as deluded. But it's just like, I love it again when we can get a morality lesson from Satan. And I'm going to go ahead. Let me just go ahead and give you his little bio real quick here. Just so you, you understand. Um, here's your, I, I, put, I give you a picture here of him making a Kabbalistic Masonic pose 
um, which is common, you'll see. Dershowitz has been involved in several high-profile legal cases, including as a member of the defense team, the most the most recent is a the defense team for the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. Long-time, long-time friend of Donald Trump, okay? As a criminal appellate lawyer, he has won 13 of 15 murder and attempted murder cases, um, most likely because of all of his high-level Kabbalistic Masonic connections that if you have those connections and the judge is of the same ilk then you're going to win the case okay um as a criminal appellate he's handled um a series of evil celebrity clients including mike tyson patty hearst and jim baker his most noticeable not notable cases include uh a successful appeal of the klaus von bulow 1982 conviction for attempted murder of his wife Sonny and the 1995 oj murder trial i mean he's just all this guy does is represent scum it's all he does because he's the definition of a bottom feeding devil attorney okay um he was on the oj murder trial in which he attempted the legal dream team aligned along with side reprobate devil johnny cochran and f lee bailey as an appellate advisor now, let me before I get any further, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of this too. From a report that I have on Jeffrey Epstein that I've read this before, I'm just going to refresh your memory a little bit. In addition to constantly finding underage girls to satisfy their personal desires, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell also got girls for Epstein's friends and acquaintances. Epstein specifically told me that the reason for him doing this so that they would owe him, they would be in his pocket, and that they he would have something on them. Why Epstein would want dirt on the most powerful powerful people other than for his own personal gain is a mystery. We can only conclude that he was gathering dirt on behalf of some other party, like the Israeli Mossad, which is like the Kabbalistic arm of the CIA in, in um, Israel, and for Israel's desk at the CIA. Investigators into the Epstein child sex scandal turn up a contact book that contained the names and contact information for many prominent people, some which included New York lawyer Alan Dershowitz. Now, he, they, he's been accused over and over of, of, of rape and all this stuff just from Epstein alone, okay? I've read you those accounts. This guy is a sick, twisted devil, just like Epstein, just like Trump. Also, Donald Trump was in his book. Uh, but of course, Donald Trump and Epstein were good buddies. We know that. Liquor Baron Ed, Edgar Brofman, which was that ex Nexium sex scandal, sick thing that was going on recently. And the former U.S. President, William Clinton, uh, Roberts, which is one of the um, girls that uh, accused um, them, says she was forced out sex with Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, the the, the gentleman that we're hearing on thing uh, on the audio six times. Okay, she was forced to. So I want I want you to understand the source that we're getting a morality lesson from Satan, and he's basically saying that you're going to get a mandatory vaccine because you have no right to put anyone's health at risk. Okay, I want you to understand that source wear a mask you have no right to open up your business wait can i stop you Did, yeah no right not to be vaccinated meaning if they decide you have to be vaccinated we have to be vaccinated absolutely and if you refuse to be vaccinated the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm if the vaccine where is that in the constitution to prevent if the vaccination have you ever heard anything so in your face to take you to a medical office and plunge a, a needle into your arm because you're not being a good little Nazi? You're not taking your COVID-19 vaccine, says Satanist Alan Dershowitz, pedo predator, rapist Alan Dershowitz. 
We're talking somebody that's totally morally bankrupt. We're talking somebody that totally worships Lucifer, that rapes little girls for fun, and he's giving us a morality lesson? Yes, it's the same one. Designed to prevent the spreading disease. If the vaccination is only to prevent a disease that you will get, for example, if there's a disease that will kill you, uh, you have the right to refuse that, but you double. have no right to refuse to be vaccinated against a uh, contagious disease. Public health, the police power of the Constitution, gives the state the Lies. power that, and there are cases in the United States Supreme Court. Now, who is this guy and what the hell is he talking about? Well, Alan Dershowitz, who is a lawyer, he's a high-profile attorney who has formerly represented President Donald Trump, O.J. Simpson, and even Jeffrey Epstein, amongst other high-profile clients. So what is he talking about? Forced vaccinations? Plunging a needle into your arm? Strapping you down to a table? What the heck? I mean, that can't happen here in America, right? Right? I mean, well, actually, in 1905, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the decision that established, so they say, the so-called constitutionality of compulsory state vaccination laws to protect the public health. In other words, it's for the greater good of the state, not you as an individual. This case is known as Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Uh, this was during the smallpox epidemic, of course, another epidemic, a great public health threat, right? I'm not going to get into smallpox, uh, but we're just going to continue to look at this case and the implications it may have today. And the state of Massachusetts, back in those days, in the early 1900s, mandated vaccinations for the smallpox. Jacobson refused. He was fined and then jailed. Now, he, to make a long story short, he appealed the ruling, and the case eventually went to the Supreme Court, and Jacobson invoked his constitutionally protected rights under the 14th Amendment, which asserts that no state shall make or enforce any law abridging the privileges or immune, uh, immunities of citizens of the United States or deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law. Now, the Supreme Court ultimately ruled in favor of the state and ruled against Jacobson and recognized each state's, quote, police power, which gives the state authority to enact health laws of every description, including quarantine and vaccination laws, to protect public health and the safety of its citizens as a whole, not the individual, because it all is for the greater good of the state, <laughs> right? I hope you see where this is going. Now, Jacobson voiced concerns about the safety of the vaccine, which was backed by some medical physicians who supported his claims. But the court ruled when determining the legality of a statute enacted to protect the public health and safety, the court found it immaterial that a portion of the medical community thought that the vaccines were worthless or even injurious, in other words, causing injuries. They found that immaterial. They continue, the state has the right to choose between opposing medical theories and to refer the matter to a board composed of persons residing in an affected location who are qualified to make a determination. Now, of course, uh, I could pick a board of individuals right now, pay them some money and say, hey, I want you to vote this way. Okay, That's what lobbying is. We know how powerful the pharmaceutical uh, lobby is here in this country. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. They continue, the court does not become involved in legislation formed under the state's police power as long as it relates substantially to public health, morals, or safety and is not plain invasion of rights secured by fundamental law. Furthermore, it is immaterial whether or not the vaccine is actually effective. <laughs> so long as it is the belief 
of the state authorities that mandatory vaccine will promote common welfare and is a reasonable and proper exercise of police power. It is of paramount necessity that a community have the right to protect itself from an epidemic of disease which threatens the safety of its members. In other words, you have no individual rights or liberties. It's about the the rights of the community as a whole. It's the greater good of the state. This is a very dangerous slippery slope. I'm all for everyone else being, you know, happy and good and, you know, but when it comes down to it, it's about the individual. The individual liberties that we have is what makes us stronger and we know these are the same devils that want to annihilate and destroy and depopulate the world you know according to the georgia guidestone to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature first commandment of the of the new world order okay so this is all lies and, and an absolute total ruse to try to convince you this is for the greater good when it's absolutely the exact polar opposite so protects us okay when, when you start saying it's for the common good i mean that's that sounds like freaking communist russia or china or something like that now, this is straight from the american medical association's journal of ethics which is quoting from the ruling of J jacobson versus massachusetts and this might be a good time to remind everyone that the rockefeller foundation essentially created the american medical association yeah, exactly. or the ama yeah. and effectively took over the entire medical system of america okay mm -hmm. so this is what dershowitz is referring synagogue to synagogue of satan rockefellers and this is what Bill Gates is referring to when he proclaims that you don't get a choice. You don't get to say no. But that brings us to the argument of, well, hey, you know what? If you get vaccinated, you have the vaccine, then you got nothing to worry about, right? If you have the vaccine, then what does it matter if I have the vaccine or not? Because you should be protected. You already got the vaccine, right? I mean, this kind of challenges the, uh, you know, the logic behind, uh, you know, these arguments, which do not make sense to me. If, if you have it and I don't, then why are you worried about me? You're already protected. Now, let's move on. Just today, Dr. Fauci, who is the head of the NIAID, which is the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's also on the White House Coronavirus Task Force and on the Leadership Council of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations for Decades of Vaccine Initiative, stated that the vaccines may... Another synagogue of Satan, uh, bloodline, Jew. Uh, and again... Now, coming down, but he is. Fauci's one of them. I just want you to understand that there's a very, very common theme here. Uh, listen, I'm not saying God has done away with, with his, his love for, for the Jews. You can read Romans to understand that is not true. But blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, um, according to Romans. And collectively speaking, Israelites have been blinded because of what they did to Jesus on the cross. Okay? When they said, crucify him, give us Barabbas, let his, meaning Jesus' blood, be upon us and our children's children, they collectively brought a blindness type of curse on themselves collectively. I'm not saying Jews can't get saved. And I'm not including good Jews in this synagogue of Satan talk. These Kabbalistic Shabbat Lubavitch devils like Fauci and Dershowitz and those types of people, Trump and um, uh, Jared Kushner and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, I'm delineating them and separating them and i want you to understand that as i'm talking about this i'm not throwing all jews under the bus actually make the disease worse i mean this has been documented in the past okay so there's always that possibility and even you know fauci himself is admitting this in testimony so while everyone continues to debate whether or not trump will mandate the coronavirus vaccine as he readies to deploy the military to distribute this new vaccine which he stated on record 
Trump doesn't have to, essentially. The state legislatures can mandate the vaccine right. under the legal precedent established by the Supreme yeah. We're Court. We're going to talk about that later in, in the next part of the study because I'm, I'm over on time here, but I'm going to let this play out and then we'll go to the next part. Right? I mean, that's what Dershowitz is essentially saying and claiming here. Well, well let's look into this. You know, that was over 100 years ago. Lots of things have changed in this country over time since this country was established. Like, for example, slavery. Okay, just because it was once legal uh, doesn't make it, you know, ethical or legal by today's standards by any means, by any stretch. And let's not forget uh, that time when Supreme Court Justice Holmes cited Jacobson versus Massachusetts, this uh, Supreme Court decision to uphold mandated vaccines. He cited this to forcefully uh, sterilize Carrie Buck who was the first person to be sterilized under the uh, state law in Virginia in 1927, which was a eugenics law, basically, which included sterilizing anyone who was feeble-minded or an imbecile or even uh, epileptic. Now, I mean, who decides who is an imbecile, right? I mean, I, I, who, who decides? Who, who gets to say who was sterilized, who was an imbecile, who was a moron? You know, well, the eugenicists do. At least that's what they want. And there was a time in this country back in those days, That's especially before did. World War II, where the eugenics movement was established here in yes. this country. Yes. They even had an office of eugenics. Yes, okay? and Hitler patterned his eugenics program off our eugenic program and praised Margaret Sanger in letters, the, the, the founder of Planned Parenthood, for her work she was doing and for the eugenics program. And that's how the Nazis got their eugenics program. Isn't that wonderful? Same people who are pulling the strings and running the show and setting up these United Nations uh, groups are the same people who are essentially running the show today. Okay, These are eugenicists. Bill Gates is on record wanting to lower the population. His father was on the board of Planned Parenthood, which is a front uh, for eugenics, basically. Population mm, exactly. control is what it boils down to. Yes. And they were talking and they had programs here in this country, in the United States, that openly uh, were conducting eugenics population control uh, here in this country of course after and, and they also funded these programs these nazi programs in germany they were funding these eugenics programs after world war ii you know, basically the nazis got a bad uh you know portrait a bad stigma about them they were portrayed in a negative light of course yeah, the nazis everybody hates the nazis and so they also looked uh, down upon their eugenics programs so the eugenics programs here in the u.s essentially had to go underground at that point in time mm. they didn't go away they went underground right okay there's a lot of other information out there i'm going to leave some links below there's a great report by corbett uh, which is why big oil conquered the world this is like a, an amazing documentary which documents and shows and proves that w the world is being run the people who are running the world right now are eugenicists okay population control Anyways, back onto the story. The Supreme Court upheld the decision in Buck versus Bell, uh, basically to uh, forcibly sterilize this woman. They validated sterilizing this woman, and this caused these programs to spread throughout the country, eugenics programs. Now, according to the NIH website, National Institute of Health website, they go on to question the constitutionality of these uh, forcible uh, mandated compulsory vaccine laws. They state, given the changes in constitutional law, public health, and government regulation, what kinds of public health laws that may address contagious diseases might be constitutionally permissible today? A law that authorizes mandatory vaccination during an epidemic of lethal disease with refusal punishable by monetary penalty, like the one 
at issue in Jacobson versus Massachusetts would undoubtedly be found constitutional under the low constitutional test of rationality review. However, the vaccine would have to be approved by the FDA as safe and effective. Of course, the FDA is corrupt. And the law would have to require exemptions for those who have contradictions to the vaccine, which undoubtedly they will make extremely difficult. And they will probably try to limit your uh, interaction in society. So uh, the reason I'm playing this is is that from what I can see, they, they may try to use this as the excuse for forced mandated vaccination. And Dershowitz is out here already setting the tone, already planting that seed that you are going, if this vaccine is mandated, you have no choice but to take it. And um, that's why I want you to have a heads up on this, because this Luciferian devil, synagogue of Satan devil, is, uh, is seems to be the mouth, uh, attorney for Donald Trump, a pedivore, pedophile, Luciferian, is the mouthpiece that's the first one i've heard putting this information out in the public from a legal standpoint is traveling going to work or even going to the store who knows they're going to make try to make it very very difficult for you not to get this in my opinion okay we see where their their agenda is going now they continue the legitimacy of compulsory vaccination programs depends on both scientific factors and constitutional limits scientific factors include the prevalence incidence and severity of the contagious disease the mode of transmission the safety and effectiveness of any vaccine in preventing transmission and the nature of any available treatment constitutional limits include protecting against unjustified bodily intrusion such as forcible vaccination of individuals at risk for adverse reactions and physical restraints and unreasonable penalties for refusal so they're going to make it extremely difficult for you to be able to prove basically that this vaccine is going to undoubtedly cause you harm. You know, it's sort of like trying to prove that the vaccine manufacturers are undoubtedly trying to intentionally injure you with their vaccinations, even though they are filled and loaded with lots of toxic ingredients. Now, there's one other part here that's extremely interesting. It says, protecting the country against a terrorist introduction of smallpox would fall within federal jurisdiction over national security. And I want you to remember, just a couple of weeks ago, I did the report where Bill Gates was asked, you know, basically, hey, you know, we didn't listen to you before when you were warning of a pandemic and now here we are. So what should we be listening to you for now? Like, what, what's coming next? And he warned of a bioterror war- attack. He warned of terrorists conducting a bio-warfare attack, okay? And that right there would then remove the power from the legislatures at the state level and give it to the federal government, um, you know, in the form of national security. So I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just reporting on what Bill Gates said, what the media is uh, alluding to in their recent reports. I'll leave a link to that report below. It's it's, uh, very interesting, to say the least. Now, ultimately, the legislators right now, may try to impose a compulsory vaccine, you know, under the guise of the greater good of the state at this point and public health. Uh, as the courts have said that, hey, sorry, it's not up to us. It's an emergency. It's a public health emergency. It's up to the legislatures to decide whether it's going to be compulsory or not. And we know how corrupt the medical system is. We know how corrupt the government is from the highest levels all the way down to the local levels. Corruption, corruption is rampant at this point. And at the end of the day, you know what is right and you know what is not right. We must all make our line in the sand. Stay tuned for more. I'm Spiro. Be sure to... Okay, so we have that. That's all I have for part one. I would just encourage everyone to uh, uh, really just get the word out on this. 
And um, what I try to do on a weekly basis is even if you're just forwarding my the link to the PDF for my studies, if you get into a debate with somebody and they're, well, just forward them the PDF and say, just give this an honest read. Listen to the link. They don't even have to listen to me. But they can listen to the audio links that I'm playing and let them decide for themselves. I know that, that you know, a lot of times what I get into is more radical than most people can hear, but the actual PDF typically is just all the facts that I'm putting out. And you never know what type of ripple effect that might have within um, a family or within a group of Christians and this type of stuff. And I would just really encourage you to get that word out regarding this information or whoever you want to promote that's putting out truth. But the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. And if you saw somebody in a burning building and, you know, you just walk by and you don't do anything. And I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just saying that that wouldn't be a good thing. You'd want to try to throw them a lifeline. You'd want to try to warn them if they were asleep. And that's what I'm trying to do with this with this ministry. And, um, you know, I'm hopefully that we're, we're sounding the alarm. And you can use both my audios and my PDFs. PDFs might be a better option in certain instances. Just the links. Just say, look at this. There's 20, 25 pages of proof of what I just talked about. And, it's, and a lot of it's mainstream stuff pretty tough to argue with and that's why i do that every week provide it all free no charge and and just hoping that hoping that um you know sounding the alarm here on this so god bless you and we will see you in the next part part two Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.